0: Gonna do it. Don't do it.
1: So annoying.
0: Hey, everybody. My name is Chris. Alongside me is Brianna
1: hi what's so funny <laughs> you why we so just got into a little bickering
0: because you're slurping on the mic i know i burp i know everybody who listens is gonna call me out for burping but
1: he does all kinds of stuff he goes and walks off hard. the set oh you know just yeah, i'll be back and I, and then he does this and that. But if I did Hold that kind floor. of stuff he would have been so upset. And I'm over here just trying to drink some nice tea. Okay. And he's like, You're not gonna do that on the microphone, okay. are you?
0: Let's let's hear how this how you were drinking the it's tea. It's not, that's not no, that's okay. you, 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 you that's you. That's not even that bad. You underdid it. You were-
1: No I did
0: not. <laughs> you did. Um, before I forget, cause I'm really bad at this. If you are listening and you are new to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow, make sure you give us good stars. If you, uh, are a positive person, if you're negative and you don't want to do that, then just, uh, I don't know, just walk away. The world's, we have enough negativity. Uh, we don't need to get ratioed. Just um, press mute. Yeah. Or you could email us if you're like, Hey, this is weird. I have a weird thing. Extra normal podcast at gmail.com. I don't know why you just email us on the outside of anything weird. How you been, Brianna?
1: Good. Hanging in there, trying to um, keep that variant away from my plans for fall.
0: The, the meme, you're living the meme.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you, beyond Halloween plans, do you think anything would have changed for us? Do you really think it changes? I feel like we've reset our lives to be. Yeah,
1: I have to say, I think we did Halloween permits. better than uh, than we did, you know. We actually share this idea because it's actually really cute, and a lot of people I shared it with really liked it. Um, instead of doing trick-or-treating, we got glow-in-the-dark eggs, and we stuffed them with candy and toys, and we put them in the backyard and um, let our daughter and a couple of our neighborhood kids um, come and hunt for them. You know, very safe, open spaces in the backyard uh, and and just the way that the the um, glow in the dark eggs look just made it super cool. so it was it was super fun. Like the kids didn't feel like we missed out on Halloween. They actually said it was the best Halloween they ever had in their life. So um, yeah, so that's that's definitely an option for you guys. I'm just trying to stay positive. It's been um last couple months have been a struggle for me. Uh, personally, but um, like I always, you know, I'm I'm a pretty positive person, so I don't like feeling like this, so I'm just pushing through and keep myself busy. Our daughter just started school today, so pray for us. She's actually going in person, which I'm happy about, you know, because it's, I'm not a teacher and it helps, but at the same time, I fear for her safety and, and her health with the new variant out there, so Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I I think this is our I think we were like running a week and a half since the last episode and in between then our last recording and and now I was dumb enough to look up the Spanish flu and what like the parallels and all that bullshit. So I had like a real bad like two or three days where I was like freaking out and I was just I was just you know it was actually probably I was telling you it's the maybe the most concerned I've been. Just because of like the unknowns and what happened with the Spanish flu, with a with a super variant that sprouted up and it did did a lot of damage. But um, I think I've officially been um, now. I'm in numbness mode. I think I'm in numbness mode. I don't. I don't give a shit. I mean, I do, but whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, almo-
1: I'm almost there. I'm I'm working towards like that. I'm, I just feel like I think again, for like me and, you know, what I do for a living. I know you're probably so sick of me hearing this, but like working with the public. And so like, I'm so fearful of getting sick. My salon has been already shut down three times. And if there's another shutdown, it's going to be very, very difficult and very challenging and very um, mentally draining for me. So I'm just trying to stay hopeful, but I just, you know, I, I think last year around this time, I think it was like you just like numb to it all. But now when you started to see that light into the, the tunnel and now all of a sudden it's like, here we fucking go again and people are refusing to wear masks and protesting. It's all over again. It's like, stop. Just uh, do your part. You know, just fucking do your well,
0: part. Well, you know, it's like that's the thing that got me scared uh, like with looking into the spanish flu is because the stuff i saw there was a moment where everybody thought they were out of the woods and like everybody started throwing fucking parades and parties and all that shit we had that Mm -hmm. we just we had that where everything's starting to open up and now it's like all of a sudden we have this new variant that's floating around um that we you know for now, it doesn't seem like the deadliest thing in the world. It's not The Walking Dead yet, but it's just like I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. It's 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 just it's and it's hard maintaining focus on it for for that long. I just I'm I'm done.
1: Yeah, I'm. I had to stay off social media f- for the last like month or so because just all the negativity out there and i just you know so i just recently started going back on and anyway but yeah so did you come
0: back so when you came back to social media did you come back with like a new perspective did it did you see things differently were you like oh that's fucked up like how did i get down this rabbit hole or whatever did you No. like is there anything
1: like like stepping back
0: is there anything like you're like ah i should have follow like regardless like i shouldn't follow like as many fucking cat memes as i should (laughs) because i have that my thing is like i like a lot of this stuff i've i look at it on social media seems fucking trivial and i feel like i waste my time on on.
1: yeah i for me i'm just trying to use it more for like my my um, businesses um my salon actually has been doing really really amazing um meeting a lot of new clients has been amazing so I'm um, just trying to stay very positive and uplifted by that. And um, also with with Carousel, you know, just had a new photo shoot coming out. So I'm really trying not to scroll too much in my feed because that's when I get in trouble. So I'll look at a few things and comment here and there or I'll search for certain things that I'm looking for. But I I'm really just trying not to go down that.
0: I hear. Again, so I'm a, I think I want to cut out social media for a little while. I yeah. mean, I'll we'll still I'll still post stuff when we have new episodes like this one um, and that kind of thing. But in terms of like scrolling through, especially with fucking TikTok, TikTok, I feel like oh, it, I it's the TikTok. most colossal waste yeah. of time.
1: My friends actually, Louis was sending me a couple tonight, and I was just like, I hey, I mentally can't like once. No, like like I I last year like when COVID was. For the first three months, I was, like, forcing you to do TikTok videos with me and my daughter and, and oh the cat. God. <laughs> and so, like, but I, I once I got back to work and in the groove, I was like, I, I can't. I, I mentally, like, this is such a waste of time. It's a
0: complete colossal waste of time. Yeah. Like, I don't, like there's not much I learn from TikTok, and I people will
1: say they learn stuff. They're like, "Oh my god, I saw this on TikTok," and I'm—I don't. I guess but I, don't I don't have the, enough time and energy to to spend watching. Like no.
0: Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. COVID.
0: I know, right? So let's talk. So last week we talked about um, famous disappearances, and we stuck mainly to the ground. Although, depending on your beliefs on Granger and Taylor. He might be floating up there. I think today we're going to hit the skies and we're going to talk about two famous. We're going to continue this disappearance case. And we're going to talk about two very famous uh, disappearances. One, actually, they're actually in the same region. So we're kind of, we're, we're in the same area. Um, The first one we're going to talk about is Frederick uh, Valentich. And I know you did some digging on Frederick Valentich. And he Mm -hmm. might be the he's kind of notorious for being maybe the most famous alien encounter in Australia definitely mm-hmm. maybe also Australia mm-hmm. and arguably one of the, one of the most famous like out there in terms of people's people believing, you know, the, the stories. Um, so Frederick Valentine, who was Frederick found? He was in, you know, he was a young pilot. Uh, he was, again, he was Australian and he, his, he became famous because of an incident that occurred in 1978. Uh, he was, he rented a single engine Cessna so he he left for, from uh, Murribin. Hope I'm not butchering that. Sorry if there's people listening in Australia. You're like fuck you, Murribin uh, Airport in Melbourne. Uh, that's where he rented a plane. He was gonna. He was set to fly out to King Island, which is a rad name for an island. Uh, there's conflicting reports on what he was doing. Uh, he told some people that he was going to meet with friends. He told some people that he was, he told other people that he was going to pick up some, I think some crawfish was another story. Um, so it's all over the map why he ended up going, but he rented a Cessna, which is a very small plane, uh, fresh phase pilot. I think he only had, was it 150 hours, uh, in, in his, in the books, which is in, in plain terms, that's not long at all. Um, so he took this flight, he took a small Cessna. And the reason why he's famous is because he disappeared. He he raided in to uh, Australian uh, traffic control uh, in Melbourne. This is Juliet.
1: Is there any known traffic
0: below 5,000 feet? No, no, traffic. Seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000 feet. What type of aircraft is it? I cannot confirm. It's four by... seems to like
1: landing lights. The aircraft has just passed over me at at least a
0: thousand feet above. Is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity? No, no aircraft in the vicinity. It seems to be playing some sort of game. He's flying over me. Well, the Sierra Juliet, it's not an aircraft, it's...
1: Can you describe the, uh, the aircraft? As it's flying past, it's a long shape.
0: I can't identify it, it has such speed. It's before me right now, Melbourne. How large would the, um, the object be? Seems like it's stationary.
1: What it's doing right now is orbiting. The thing is just orbiting on top of me. It's also got a green light and a sort of metallic like
0: It's shiny on the outside. It's just vanished. That strange jet hovering on top of me again. It's right, but it's not an air and that's it. So, what to, to transpond that because obviously it's a transmission, uh, between air traffic control and his plane. So, it's a little murky on you know, just listening to the audio, it can be hard to pick out. So, Valentich and the, to get give you a time. So, this is this and give you a day and time. So, this was, I think, March uh actually no it was, it was october of 1978 i think i believe this transmission came through around 7 so he was flying just the beginning of of evening um over this over the waters and he called in to air traffic control he's uh, valentich said melbourne this is delta sierra juliet is there any known traffic below 5000 melbourne tra- air control responded delta sierra juliet no known traffic valentich responded delta sierra juliet I am, seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000. Melbourne responded, Delta Sierra Juliet, what type of aircraft it is it? Valentich responded, Delta Sierra Juliet, I cannot confirm. It is four bright. It seems to me like landing lights. Melbourne responded, Delta Sierra Juliet, in response, Bobby saying, wondering what the fuck's going on. Melbourne, this is Delta Sierra Juliet. The aircraft has just passed over me at least a 1000 feet above. So at that point uh Valentich is saying that this uh, this craft so he's reporting lights and specifically one of the important parts is he report he's reporting a green light. And that actually becomes important. And he's reporting it above 1000 he's saying 1000 feet above him. So he goes on to say um Valentich goes on there's a pause and then Valentich goes on to say Delta Sierra Juliet Melbourne. It seems like it's stationary what i'm doing right now is orbiting and th- the thing is just orbiting on top of me also it's got a green light and a sort of metallic like it's all shiny on the outside so that and then so this is obviously where a lot of people focus in on then so so valontech actually goes on and he can t- he kind of concludes it with delta c o juliet the engine is rough rough idling i've got it set at 23 tw- 24 and the thing is coughing so and that might make you ask, what is twenty twenty-four. Uh, that that is the that that means his his engine powers were typical. So it's he's reporting that nothing's going on with his engines, essentially, out of the normal. Uh, deal. So the Melbourne responds, Delta Sierra Juliet Roger. What are your intentions? Valentich states, my intentions are to go to King Island, Melbourne. This that strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It is hovering and it's not an aircraft. Melbourne responds basically just a filler saying Delta Sierra Juliet. Again, Delta Sierra Juliet is just kind of their, their call for for this plane. Valentich responds Delta Sierra Juliet, Melbourne. Melbourne responds Delta Sierra Juliet, Melbourne. So at that point, they're trying to communicate and there's like a lost transmission. And then that's it.
1: And you keep hearing it cut out towards the end.
0: In this final this final transmission was at what actually was at seven twelve, uh, and twenty eight seconds. Uh, at that point, um, Melbourne declared an alert, which was escalated to distress situation. Twenty one minutes later, so at, at this point, so Valentich is so Valentich is a, a young pilot flying from Melbourne over to King Island. Again, his intentions are not clear, um, but he's he's flying a Cessna, which is again it's a small single single. Or double passenger airplane, I believe. Um, and he, report, he reports this once he's once he's over the oceans in the early evening, and then that's it. it. He's gone. Um, nobody's seen him since. Uh, nobody has. There's the there's so there's there's only and for the most part the plane is gone. Right, it's disappeared. They did years later. They did find a piece of airplane wash up from a Cessna that has a apparently the serial numbers the range of serial numbers match his plane which is bizarre that they would go off a range of serial numbers so they think they might have found a piece of his plane but other than that Valentich is gone um, hasn't been heard from since hasn't been seen since um, yeah
1: I wanted um, to, to not think that he was abducted in the beginning um, just because, con- like, hearing his like um, background and how he's kind of like, what was it like a wannabe pilot kind of?
0: Well, here's the thing about he, he it's tough with Valentich because he didn't have such a hot record, right? Um, flying, he he got in trouble for flying into clouds. He um, kind of he essentially. Did not pass his 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 pilot test twice. Um, pretty fresh um, on the scene, so he definitely had some yes. issues. So with flying.
1: his, so with doing the research and kind of knowing that prior to this situation, like I was like, oh, he probably is just looking for attention, wanted to make this up, try to get famous, but the fact that he. Literally disappeared and he's like gone. Like to me, it's like, well, what did he really get out of that? Like, because it's just like it makes a cool story, but you're just gonna like kill yourself. Like, maybe he did. It's a possibility.
0: That's one of the theories that they float out there. Is that he? This was an elaborate ruse because, along with again, listen to our previous episode. It was fun. Along with Granger Taylor. Frederick Valentich was kind of obsessed with UFOs. He he, his dad said that he would obsess about UFOs. He he, definitely was uh, had UFOs on the brain.
1: And my number two reason for me thinking that it that it's that he wasn't abducted also is um, is that fact, and then the fact that. He, if you listen to him, like that, we just shared with you, um, he sounds so calm when he's talking about it. He's just kind of like, he's kind of playing a game with me, but like, I feel like if you were encounter of unidentified flying object above you that disappears, comes back and you know that it's like, it's examining you, it's toying with you. And you can tell that it's advanced technology, the way that it's hovering, the way that it's moving. I would be a little bit more tense in my voice. And I feel like in his voice, he was very cool, calm, and collected. And that, that, to me, that's another inkling that I don't know if he was truly abducted.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's—so one of the things that kind of leads a lot of people who are—, who are or floating in this in the world of of ufos to think that uh it might have been a ufo is is that he apparently there was some sightings and there's some speculation or there's some there's some kind of there's conflicting stories on when this stuff was reported because you know some of these stories were reported after the article was published so it might have been people inspired by it but there's people who said they saw green lights and they saw some kind of ufos there's there was ufo sighting reports that's true in the area and it's hard to distinguish because i think that i think i believe that most if not all of them were after the article was published now whether that's Whether that's like... Copycats. Copycats, people inspired. Or whether that's like, hey, I saw something weird. I didn't say anything until I heard this story. Now, Mm look, like, this is... Oh, shit. Like, sometimes stuff triggers. I don't don't know. That's true. I know there's a famous farmer who reported seeing a green light.
1: Yes. And there was a... um, There was a photographer. And I think the photographer actually got it on some footage as well. So, I mean... Yeah, there is, there is definitely possibilities there. Um, But, you know, I, I don't, you know me, I want to go right to, yep, it was aliens, but the story is just really um, different. I feel like I can't, like, I feel like with Ranger, I definitely will say I, I feel that he was abducted and I feel like it was planned. But with this guy, I don't know, like he... Wasn't really telling people where he was going. Maybe he was just shady. Who care? Who knows? But I do want to know what happened to him, though. That's what's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. So this, the, one of the things, so this is where I found the, the, the farmer's story. So there was, so the following morning, a farmer in Cape Otway, Out, Out, again, sorry, if people in Australia. Uh, an area along along the edge of Valentich's flight path observed a flying object hovering over his property. The object was approximately 30 meters across, and it appeared to have a small airplane attached to its side. According to the farmer, this is again according to the farmer, uh, the attached aircraft was leaking oil. So he was so disturbed by what he saw that he etched the aircraft tail number into one of his tra- his tractors so he wouldn't forget it. So he had to be really really balance it just cesta. that.
1: Like how close was this?
0: I mean, crowd. you would imagine if he saw he, he saw zero number. <laughs> like, like, you have
1: to see. I don't know about his that. story might not
0: be adding up. Yeah,
1: I don't know about that. That's like damn, like like, and you know he's just on level ground. Like maybe if he was on a mountaintop or something, but I, I don't know. Like the, that's what I'm telling you. This. The story, like, it's it's a little iffy to me.
0: What do you think about this being one of the most touted UFO abductions stories? Is there a more... I'm, I'm pondering in my head, and I don't know. Maybe this is... Maybe we should do an episode on abductions, but is this... I mean, what is the most... Um, what is the most like believable real? abduction story?
1: Well, I don't... Beyond I don't, people's, like... I won't say... Abduction, but I will say UFO encounter experience. I definitely think Roswell um, was a huge cover-up. So, um, for me, that's that's like the the biggest. Like, so many people saw it.
0: Cover-up for the shady shit. The government The was farmers, doing. yeah,
1: um, <laughs> they had pieces of of the aircraft. I guarantee that there still are pieces out there, and I'm sure like families are just kind of hiding them and scared to like let them go. But I'm sure. It's a family heirloom now. They kind of pass it down. <laughs>
0: I have a question for you. And what? This, is, this is the first, I think this might be the first. I have a question for you of the night. What do you think? So, you are you in the, of the belief? I don't know about now, but are you of the belief that Area Fifty One at least uh, uh, at
1: some point at, le- at
0: some point had alien? Uh, you know, out of, out, outer worldly technology bodies whatever. Yeah. What do you think the percentage? of that like what how did how big a hall do you think it, they had do you think it was like a little like closet room full of like alien shit or was it like most of the fucking base was like we this is a we got a collection of do you think it was like jay leno's car collection or like a little fucking little that's, that's hard
1: to say because i feel like it definitely probably is is like half of it's probably used for their own military experimental bullshit that they're doing on humans. Um, And then when they started, when Roswell happened, because supposedly there, there are um, people that work there that did say that there was alien bodies and had taken pictures with them. Um, And, and so,
0: what's his fate the famous one yeah uh, i can't believe his mind is fucking Ooh,
1: and when i see that picture Bob it's li- it i don't know what God, why it does camera. something to me though because i'm like that to me like a picture is very real Cause it's just it's bizarre it's very it it's very eerie you know yeah and the and the the stretch that he went to like have this whole everything like released when he died, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he had recordings cause.
0: Oh, is that one? No, this is a, tip. Bob Lazar is still alive. And oh, Bob no, Lazar no. is no. kind of a, he's well, he's famous. Bob Lazar is very famous for, he tried to basically like he said, he stated, and he's kind of, kind of a flimsy past too, um, whether you believe it or not, but he's a very famous figure in that, in the community. Um He said that, apparently his story is that he was hired to work at area 51 and they basically showed him a spacecraft. they like, can you recreate this? Can you, can you refi- Can you figure this out and create it for our own purposes? Um, so he's very famous for that. Um, he was reverse engineer. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. He was, he, he stated that he was assigned to, to reverse engineer alien technology. And he has a famous, uh, documentary from, um, James Corbell, um, that guy who's now very famous um, because of all the UFO stuff popping up. But yeah, anyway, so, so you think that, do you, do you think area 51 was a large chunk of alien technology or do you think it Mm -hmm. was like a a small, I think it was, um,
1: I think it, like I said, I think it was, it was that they're doing experiments on a lot of nukes. I think it was experiments learning um, their technology. Um, I think they were, Experimenting on humans as well as I think they still are. Um, I think that they have way more advanced technology than that but we even what know
0: hu- what humans are like, like military workers who sign up, or they're not kidnapping people, maybe. I mean, it's a possibility, but I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't who even they- think,
1: I don't really think kidnapping. I think you can go and ask a homeless man, offer him a donut or something, and, and I
0: think they don't. Uh, <laughs> Because I think for Area 51, at least, I don't, you know, who knows what kind of tests they're going on, but it's a lot of military bullshit in terms of like weapons and shit like that. I don't know if they're doing like in like. Well, just like when you think warfare. of
1: Roswell, one of um, the farmers that had, that where the craft did had, had landed had said that a piece took a piece of like the actual craft and it looked like aluminum foil very thin like it and he crunched it up like you would foil. And then when he opened his hand back up, it went completely flat again. So just like finding like remnants of that, the government, like I'm sure that they're like, okay, how can we make something like this? Like, you know, to make something so durable, flexible, Um, you know, anytime that there's like an alien craft that like lands here, you know, it's, it's, it sparks interest in, into further our technology, so
0: I wish I wish I believed in Roswell because Roswell seems like it'd be fun to believe.
1: You don't in. believe in it?
0: Um, I like, wish. Think
1: about how crazy, like how it went from like Oh my god, aliens I exist," to the next day it was a weather balloon. Like how I think.
0: Well, I think it's the government covering up. Yeah, but I don't think it's them covering up for <laughs> for aliens. I think it's them covering up for like we're trying this shit. Um, we we because the the whole Cold War Russia. was insane. Yeah. The, the secrecy. I just think. It's too much of a coincidence that we would conduct experiments around that area. It's too much of a coincidence it was during the Cold War when we were trying to create a shit ton of spying technology. Um yeah, but I you know, I like to hold the idea of Roswell poss- being possible in my heart just because I want it to be real. <laughs> I really want it to be real. Um I don't know. What were we talking about? What we're we talking about you don't believe in Frederick Valentich. You you're skeptical of this.
1: I mean, for once I will say yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just, I feel like, I feel like 50-50 with it. I think what I wanted was more, more drama. But I mean, I don't know, like, cause I, maybe, maybe there wouldn't What's be more, more drama. What's more drama
0: than a person disappearing out of fucking thin air?
1: But the way that he handled it. But I have to say, like, when I'm in stressful situations, I do kind of, like, become one and I, like, in a real serious situation and i kind of do kind of calm so maybe
0: what if what if he so what if i just thought he would
1: be like oh my god it just disappeared oh my god now it's back like you know like he was just so like you know the way that he talked was very we gotta make sure that's the real recording
0: should we make sure that's not someone overdubbing it oh no could you imagine could you imagine (laughs) who knows i mean i think that if so I think that he didn't obviously couldn't recognize it or whatever. There's theories that actually he was upside down because oh yeah the horizon thing you can <laughs> you can essentially get flipped at night because you, it fucks with your brain. You could essentially go be flying upside down and not even realize it. So one of the theories is floating out there is that he saw the reflection of the of his own lights from his aircraft f- from the water and he's like oh look above me and he was so because. I mean it makes does make some sense especially in 1970 I know we're not talking about the stone ages but in the middle of the water like in the middle of nowhere like I'm sure you don't have much light so it's the difference But then why
1: would it disappear and then come back like
0: maybe he I don't know I don't know that's a good I don't know And, and then
1: to be able to describe the craft did his did his craft have a green light on top of him? I believe so. I did.
0: I believe so. Oh. Hold on. Let me, see. Let, let me look it up. Let's, we got, we, yes. we're going to really look it up. Like, do Cessnas have green lights on top?
1: Because that, I would believe that theory then.
0: Do Cessnas? What sure. I, When I looked up, do Cessnas have it? The first thing is air, have air conditioning. <laughs> so there's a green light, which is a.
1: Where is that located?
0: It looks like almost on the wing, like below the wing.
1: I mean that's that's kind of a thing where he said he saw a, a green light on the top of it, so that would mean his green light would have to be.
0: So it's right there. Looks like it's kind of by the wing, and then it's a red light. Oh. So it's like sticking out. So I think either way, you could see the light.
1: Because mm-hmm. he would need to see it if he was upside down, thinking that he's seeing something above him. Then it would need to be below him. So that it's a a chance that it could have been...
0: Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But,
1: but the the unidentified flying object, like the way that he described it, didn't sound like it was like in the shape of his ship, his ship. <laughs> his,
0: his own spaceship?
1: Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I'm 50-50 with it. I, I need more information.
0: There's no more information. I know, that's the thing. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's so I, I you're can't. You're never going to get any more yeah, information. Yeah, I can't. But I, you know, I would like to know what you guys, our listeners, think. Um, drop a comment. Uh, message us. Because um, this is interesting. If you know anything else or. Yeah, it could have I don't know. Been, what if, if you're from Australia, like, what do you Aussies think? Like, <laughs> you probably have.
0: Just, do people talk about it?
1: Yeah. In I Australia? I want to know.
0: I do want to know. Um one of the theories is that it might have been suicide. That's one of the theories is that he just, he decided to end his life. He wanted a kind of an elaborate way because he was into UFOs. Um, he wanted an elaborate way to, to end it. Um, what better way than to, to give a weird transmission and just yeah crash into the ocean? Did you know that there is a bath straight? There are theories, there's theories that, for Frederick Valentich, the last thing on Frederick Valentich, there is theories that his disappearance is part of the Bass Strait Triangle, which is an homage to the the Bermuda Triangle, um, because this area where he disappeared is notorious for disappearances. And so, here, just to list off uh, some of it, a British warship disappeared in eighteen fifty eight. Um, a in nineteen oh one, another uh, ship vanished. Uh, that the, the wreck wasn't located until 2019. In 1906 another ship disappeared. Uh, in, in, uh, let's see. In 1934 another ship disappeared. In 1935, an airliner crashed into the sea near uh, Findler, Findler's Island with three crew and two passengers. During the Second World War, several aircraft, uh, mostly bombers, were lost during exercises. Uh, in 1972, uh, another plane was lost. In 1978 was a famous Frederick Valentich. In 1977, a yacht disappeared while sailing to Sydney. So there's a lot, there's a, at least, a, what, a dozen or so, or, or maybe it's just shy of a dozen circumstances where weird things have happened.
1: Would you fly through? yeah. I mean, 19,
0: the 1901, 19, it's, it's a far enough apart to, I think, it, I think we'd be okay. Hmm. Do you believe in the Bermuda Triangle? Mm-hmm. You do?
1: I do. I, I really, truly think that that's a thing. And I would be really scared to, I feel like there's probably a certain time or day or element, um, vibration. That has to be going just on a good vibration, uh, to make it, to make you enter another realm, um, um, another time zone. But I definitely think that, yeah, that it's real.
0: Okay, we're going to do an episode on Bermuda Triangle. I don't yeah. know when. Um, but yeah, so th- that's one of the theories. Have you heard of Malaysian Flight 370?
1: Mm-mm. Maybe. Do tell.
0: You should have. Um, So on March 8th, 2014, uh, flight MH370, uh, en route uh, from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia to Beijing, leaving just, I believe it left just after 1 a.m., disappeared. 227 passengers, 239 people on board. Um, Malaysian flight 370 uh, disappeared from radar. And was never seen again uh they they left just after 1 a.m the last transmission the last words heard from this plane uh were goodnight malaysia 370 which is a which which the pilot transmitted it as a way to send off on the kuala lumpur area and he was supposed to send it off to a different area ho chi minh but that was the last time they heard so this this plane was piloted by uh, a captain and his assistant. Uh, The pilot was uh, 53-year-old Captain Zahari Ahmad Shah um, from Penang in Malaysia. Um, His second officer, uh, the first officer, excuse me, was Farik Abdul Hamid, um, who was actually flying the plane uh, at the time. Um, So yeah, they, they, they radioed into... Their last transmission was radioing into the Malaysia, the Kuala Lumpur, uh, air traffic control, letting them know. Essentially, they let them know they're at thirty five thousand feet. The air traffic control said good night, which is kind of a custom. You say, i um, Essentially, when you're leaving, when you're leaving an airport. So, if we were to leave LAX, we would say, and we were pilots, we would say good LAX, and or LAX air traffic would be like, good night. You guys, and how, we'd be like good night LAX. How
1: Sweet eerie! Dreams. How eerie, and in, in this circumstance that they would never say good "Good morning
0: yeah so and almost immediately after them checking in that good night message the the flight disappeared from radar that's it like that was the last and a lot of so they you're supposed to with air traffic you're supposed to hand it off the different air traffic control stations and ho chi minh try to reach out to them for three hours with no avail, like no response. They kept.
1: Now, if they were held hostage, could they just not respond? Or they just they run on not radar? Re- they, they they just, they, really, did they disappear from radar?
0: They disappeared from radar. The theory is that it had to be, it's not, it's not a pilot error, right? Because this plane, so what happened? They said, good night, Malaysia 370. This plane essentially did almost it veered completely off course so it 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 essentially almost made a very an hour long u turn
1: so conspiracy is maybe russia maybe somebody was you know on on board and was holding them hostage took them somewhere or and maybe they tried to fight back or whatever the ship went down
0: so they know they they do know. So there's some things that came out. So they do know. One, they were able to offer of some other secondary radar and pinging. They realized that they so this this plane was supposed to go to China. So it was it was going. It was it was initially on the initial takeoff. It was set to go to China, and then all of a sudden there was a there was a veering of. Um, they found, figured out after the fact that I think that some of the there was. Um, some some secondary radar where they figured out where they kind of pieced together what they what they saw and they they believe that the the plane went 6 hours on autopilot before essentially running out of fuel and just crashing into the ocean now some parts were found in in the Indian Ocean and mm. and that that's a little more verified than Frederick Valentich because the, the serial numbers match and everything, and they verified it's from the plane. So they we found pieces of the plane, mm. but the mystery is what happened in between that good night Malaysia, three seventy transmission from uh, Captain Zahar. Um, yeah. What happened in between then and when it when it Essentially, crashed into the ocean.
1: Yeah, and if there was some somebody on, you know, on board that was holding them hostage or whatever, how did he get into, you know, where the pilot is? Like, I don't. There's just so many things where it's like you would think that the pilot would at least be able to like call for help or or something. it, it just instead of just being silent.
0: Yeah. So one of the theories is that this so they they the based on the secondary ra- radar they believe that the, flu- the 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 trippy part is and you probably be into this but the, the the trippy part is that it appears that the the autopilot was set until it essentially like was veered down was set to go to antarctica And one of, the, one of the theories, and, it, and the, one of the problems is the Malaysian government is not saying did they shit. Like They don't want to talk about it. Wow. They actually hid the fact that, that they got transmissions from from the secondary radar, and they, and they veered the search efforts completely off course. And they were looking in the wrong area because initially they're like, well, they, this is the last radio transmission we had from them. This is the last pings we had from them. So we estimate that they're probably somewhere around there. Um, but they didn't before the second error show that they essentially hung a big, right. That they say that it couldn't have been like autopilot. Cause it to do this hour essentially an hour long turn, you had to manually do it. Um, so it was, it was set to autopilot to Antarctica. One of the theories is that the mainly the captain, there's not a lot of speculation on, on the first officer who was a 27 year old man. He was actually just about to get his full pilot's license. Um, that the captain this was some elaborate, again, long form suicide. That he this his goodnight Malaysia was was him signing off. He was gonna send the send the plane into autopilot until it ran on a fuel and just crashed into the ocean on the way to Antarctica.
1: But why? I mean, if he wanted to commit suicide, but like
0: why take why, all those Anna, people why
1: toward Antarctica?
0: Well, that's the thing. That's the, that's the, so one of the things that is, is fascinating about this, this case is that w- even if you buy into the, the suicide theory, which might be, maybe one of the most plausible theories out there, there's, there, by the way, there's been theories that it's like, it was like a time portal and shit like that. Like the plane went to some weird portal. But if they, found I think that kind of disappeared after they found the pieces. Yeah. Cause they just, re- they actually just saw this plane again, it disappeared in 2014, which is recently. I don't think the pieces were found until 2018 by this like Indiana Jones type dude Gibson, who was like, who's an adventurer, who's like, I'm gonna find the plane, and he got clues. It's actually amazing, and he and he went to like parts of like the beaches of the Indian Ocean, and he just like he found them washed up, um, which is crazy. But
1: hmm. I don't, I don't know. That's man. I, I really wanted that one to just be like, oh, it just disappeared, you know. But no, that's they found the pieces of it. So, it but how does a
0: plane? So the, the the most amazing part is that planes are not meant in this day and age; they're not meant to disappear. If you're a if you're a plane,
1: you could be tracked a by Boeing radar.
0: 777, seven seven seven. There's
1: videos, yeah. You
0: the, you, you could satellite. there's satellites, there's secondary radar, there's military radar. The fact that it just kind of disappeared is crazy. And I know that there's obviously there, there had to be some Was kind of. Is that
1: close to the Bermuda Triangle, He said?
0: No, 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 this is not close to the Bermuda Triangle. Um,
1: yeah, so there's not really a excuse for, you know. So
0: here's what it, here's what it so they, they think that, here's Kuala Lumpur. So basically we're looking at a map of, of the proposed flight path. Um, it went off towards China, which is a fairly direct path, and then it hung a long, hour-long U-turn, and then you just started going to. And the last, the last primary radar contact was here, mm-hmm. and after that, it it's kind of it's up in the air.
1: What do you think?
0: I think that. for me, it gets into true crime because I think more than likely nothing really, it had to be human, right? It, it, it's, I don't think it was, I mean, God knows if it was, let's, we, we float in the world's a paranormal, who knows? But I think that a human turned that wheel and you know, human had to disable some radar functions. Uh, A human had to turn them around a human had to reset the the autopilot for Antarctica. So it might've been like a botched, um, like hijacking, like a terrorist.
1: Yeah. That's what it saying. might've
0: been, it might've been cause you know, I don't think it was like hijacking like DB Cooper who um, was in another infamous disappearance. A guy who hijacked a plane for money and then disappeared. I don't think, I don't think that I don't think there was any money. It might have been a terrorist attack where they're like, "We're going to make a statement by crashing this plane and killing all these people." Mm-hmm. That went wrong because nobody knows, right? If you're going to do that, no. The problem with that theory is that if you do that, you're going to want people to know that I did this, right? You don't want people to know like, "Hey, I was the one who killed all these people." But they didn't make it known. They didn't send a radio transmission like, "This is like, yeah. dickhead number one. I'm making this statement. I'm going to kill all these people."
1: Yeah, they were taking them... Yeah, it looks like they were trying to take them somewhere.
0: The, the flight path apparently was... It's It's been fairly well settled that the flight path was going towards Antarctica. And why Antarctica? And if it is a suicide...
1: No, I mean, if it's Antarctica... I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies with the Germans going there. They say that there's an underground bases there.
0: But it, I, I get... Like, that's, it, that's the bizarre thing. Like, and also...
1: I don't know. Like there's so like, <laughs> when you start going down the wormhole, it could have been like, what if everybody on that ship was in on it? Maybe it was all, I don't know. All the scientists. All the, yeah. Like some, some kind of conspiracy. There's work. a lot of
0: children. There was, a, there was like five children. I think like the families, the, like the, the bulk maybe they of the crew going was together. Maybe the, the bulk of the crew was Chinese because it was going from yeah. Malaysia to Beijing. So it was mm-hmm. going to China. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that, there's a lot of, um, the, a lot of the passengers were, were Chinese, um, just because of the, where it was going, the destination.
1: Well, it's interesting that you said that cause we've had this conversation, how, um, China doesn't, they're not allowing their, um, people to watch any movies on time traveling, right?
0: They are not. And the, the so thing,
1: this could have been maybe some kind of time travel.
0: This is their experiment. I don't know. The, the thing about also too about the, 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 fishy thing and, and not, this is not saying it proves time travel, just the weird thing about, and I know why they're doing it. I know partially why they're doing this. Malaysia wants to shut the fuck up about it. They're like, we don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, cause they feel like they fucked up. They really feel like they fucked up. China doesn't want to talk about it anymore because they're tired of the, like all the, the family members or the passengers complaining about it. Like nobody wants to fucking talk about it. Australia doesn't want to talk about it because they did a lot of the the investigation because initially they mm-hmm. thought it was close to their shores, um, where where the crash was. I mean, and they don't want to talk about because they're like, we did our thing, like we're, we're this is not our problem, like we're, we're done with this. So nobody wants to talk about it anymore, and it's just it's out there and nobody knows. And I think that it is like if like the most plausible scenario, like the most plausible reasoning, is actually equally as bizarre because if you think about suicide right why the hell would you take out so if you're if you're the the captain in this situation you're like i'm gonna end my life i'm gonna have my dumb romantic like pilot suicide why not take a frederick valentich fucking cessna a single plane and just I agree. Just fucking kill yourself.
1: Don't kill other people. Why did he? There's there's a bigger there's there's something going.
0: Yeah, because also also too, if you think about like murder suicides, right? You have shooting sprees where people just take out a mall and they kill themselves, right? Mm -hmm. But this is like a statement, right? It's like this is I'm doing this. This is this is me doing this. I'm making this He didn't make. There was no like suicide note that I'm doing it because I hate humanity. I want everybody to die and I'm going to die with them. Like why usually when this murder suicide, it's either like this big statement thing, where you make a statement or it's like family members, like it's fucked up. Like I'm going to kill my family and kill myself. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense that a plane, a modern Boeing seven, 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 which is the most technically advanced Plane, like commercial plane, out there, just disappears. It just like there, like there's all kinds of safeguards. There's all kind of radar, all kinds of stuff.
1: When they were at this point looking at the map, how close when were they, they to to landing? Yeah, to being
0: not not long. They Oof. weren't close at all. They, they, I oh, think they weren't they, close. So they they went in about thirty eight minutes into their flight before, um, somebody. Made the hour-long turn that, that we're watching right now. And we'll post this on YouTube or on um, Instagram.
1: So, I'm sorry.
0: So they they so at that point they weren't close. So clearly someone wanted to get just far enough away and turn around and then head to Antarctica for whatever reason and take it six hours into autopilot. Um, there is some speculation for comfort uh, that. The there is some there's some fairly it's there's there's a fairly big consensus that the passengers didn't suffer because the the nature of one of the one of the turns that they made Mm -hmm. caused the air pressure in the cabin or not in the the air pressure in the in the passenger section um to become to the point where they everybody passed out. And they Mm -hmm. died of oxygen deprivation. So they died essentially in their sleep. Um, As uh, you know, you don't want like no death is comforting, but yeah,
1: knowing that it's it's yeah, especially for the children.
0: And the theories too behind like any kind of um, like human like involvement in this plane crashing is that so the air pressure in the in the passenger section got to the point where everybody passed out and they died of oxygen deprivation essentially and but in the cabin there's like an extra couple hours by the nature of the cabin there's an extra couple hours of of pressure essentially uh, or of depressurization we're not pilots everybody but they had essentially they had a couple more hours to live beyond what would have killed all the passengers oh
1: my god
0: so just i mean i don't want to put this this, we record this always late, so before you go to bed, just the <laughs> the picture of somebody in a cabin, more than likely one of those people was dead. The other mm-hmm. co pilot, the captain, mm-hmm. both both pilots, most people were dead. And you're a, you're by yourself, hands on the throttle, knowing that everybody behind you is dead. Oh my god. Like Link. that's it's fucked up. That's fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just like, I can't even imagine.
0: I just, I don't know. That's why the suicide thing. I know that's the most plausible explanation, but it just like having enough context of like knowing, like reading true crimes and, and hearing weird stories like this, like, and being, you know, a victim of reading the news with suicide like mass shooters killing themselves like this doesn't check out. Even though that's the most plausible fucking thing, it doesn't check out. You know, so we have a few parts. We have a a last transmission, and that's all we have. We have a few radar pings, and that's it. And the plane just vanished, and and we don't we don't know. There's there's no answers. Um, mainly. Or partly because of the Malaysian government, maybe trying to sweep stuff under the rug. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. And did you know that uh, Malaysian Airlines is no longer a thing? Oh, after you know this? Why? No, not after this. What? They still didn't convince them. So there was this flight, and I believe a few months, maybe six, three, six months later, maybe a year later. Shortly after this, another plane of Malaysian Airlines got shot down because they were over Ukraine. It was shot it was shot down over Ukraine. So another full plane of fucking people on a Malaysian Airlines flight got fucking just done like no no survivors. So mm-hmm. in the span of a year, Malaysian Airlines unofficially killed 500 passengers is not a way to run a business
1: yeah something's going on there for sure
0: so they they actually they were forced to change their name <laughs> yeah, they, do you blame them uh then they changed they were very clever clever with their their uh their name change what is it to malaysian airlines berhard <laughs> berhad okay so that really sink that really the uh, short things up <laughs> that was like the base the base fucking minimum so this clearly in malaysian airlines they, they don't have their shit together but this is
1: a mystery
0: i don't i don't know and this is one of those ones where like the most simple explanations and the most outlandish when you go from like pilot suicide to hijacking to, all the way to like fucking portals like All of them are bizarre. There's not one that makes sense. I mean, there's one that kind of makes sense from a time, uh, like from a, from the little details we have, like, Mm -hmm. but even that doesn't fucking make sense to the brain. Like, it doesn't make sense why anybody would do that.
1: Yeah. It just really makes you wonder what was going on and, and why were these people held hostage and so many, so many things go through your head.
0: I don't know. All right. Well, this has been an episode. Mm-hmm. My name is Chris. This is Brianna. You can find us at uh, on Instagram at Extra Normal Podcast, on Twitter at Extra Normal P. You can email us at Extra Normal Podcast at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon. I think Patreon.com uh, slash Extra Normal Podcast, I believe is a Patreon, but you, you'll find the symbols and all that if you need to. Uh, we have a TikTok. We don't post there, so who cares? Don't go there.
1: <laughs> but be tuning in very soon. We are going to start gearing up. For our Halloween extravaganzas, because it's spooky season.
0: Coming up, spooky season is our favorite season.
1: Everybody, stay safe out there, do what you need to do, take care of yourself, and just try to stay positive.
0: Goodbye.